one shot, one life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one life. Welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome to One Shot, One Life, the show where we help you stop worrying and start winning to take full advantage of the awesome one life that you have. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're honored that you're listening in. And One Shot team would also like to welcome everybody here on Facebook Live. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, we obviously, if you want to put faces to the voices, Facebook Live is a place to do it. You can go to our Facebook page at 1400KLIN and do that. Speaking of that and getting us up and running is our Facebook Live producer, Johnny Cadillac. Johnny, thank you for all your work. We appreciate that. And also uh, filling in today for our executive producer is Caleb Henry. Caleb is our sports director at KLIN, Assistant Program Director, and super excited to have you on the show today. <laughs> We've worked a lot together. We, Yeah, we have. You've been, uh, I've been with you on Drive Time Lincoln. I've yep. been with you on LNK Today with Jack yep. and Friends. Now. Um, and now I get to come on your show, One Shot, One Life. Excited. All right. And uh, we got some. Que- I got some questions for you later on. I'm going to see if you know the answers to some stats. Okay, cool. In, in regards and to entrepreneurship. How's I can that? give you some answers. They might not be right, but I can, <laughs> I can come up with something. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we had such a great time on our last show with the band Voda, one of the most entertaining shows that we've had to date. Brian Olson, formerly of the Newsboys, and John Wooten were here. Uh, and they shared their uh, journey of chasing their dreams in the music industry. Um, we also talked about the One Shot, One Life theme song, how that came about. Brian wrote the song and performed it. And we also talked about their upcoming tour for 2022. Uh, plus, we played one of their latest singles. They did a cover of I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Awesome. And by the way, I believe Brian is one of the best singers that I know. It's really good. If you miss that show, all you have to do is check it out on the podcast. You can go to KLIN.com, or you can also, again, go to our Facebook Live page at 1400KLIN. Uh, and you can also listen to it on your favorite podcast platform now. All you have to do is search One Shot, all one word, One Life all one word and if you go there check it out we'd love for you to like it share it and also comment if you would as well now caleb have you ever thought about starting your own business becoming an entrepreneur yeah all of us have all right so yeah, that's, everyone that's has at least like even in passing a little bit have you ever tried to step out and do anything uh no i work in radio <laughs> You don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. I, I'm in here two hours after my other show started. So, Well, you know, most people in the country do have a dream or desire to yeah. start their own business uh, and also work for themselves. And today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about creating extra streams of income through becoming your own entrepreneur. We're excited to have entrepreneurs Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado in the studio. Both of them are successful business owners who are living the American dream by pursuing their passions. Billy is the owner of four thriving local businesses here in Lincoln. He's also the author of a brand new book called The Power of Being Uncomfortable. Plus, on top of that, Caleb's speaking about having no time. He's a successful DJ musician. I mean, the guy does everything. When do, when do you so. sleep? That's the real question in all of this. <laughs> That's what we're going to find out. We're going to see if we can figure that out. Dan, you own uh, three businesses. He's uh, uh, has three growing businesses. Plus, he does that on top of having his full-time job as well. So we're going to kind of get ideas and tips from him of how do you navigate through this process if you have a full-time job and you want to start your own business on the side as well. Together, they also have the, the Minority Report. It's a podcast where they travel around the Midwest and they interview 
interview and get tips from very successful entrepreneurs. So that's going to add a lot to our conversation a little bit later on. Plus, on top of it all, you've got inspiring stories. We're going to hear about those in just a few minutes, and you're going to give us proven tips on how to develop several streams of income through becoming your own entrepreneur. Now, if you have questions throughout the show or a comment for Billy or Dan, all you have to do is join us with the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. You can call or text 402-479-1400. Plus, Johnny Cadillac's also going to be monitoring our Facebook Live feed as well, and uh, he'll share that information with us if you've got a question or comment. Too. You can text that phone line, too. That exact same it. number. Yes, 402-479-1400. So text them in. All right, I want to finish up and wrap up the first segment uh, with some eye-opening stats. Caleb, I did some research this week, and according to the Small Business Administration, there are over 31 million small businesses in the U.S. and only 20,139 large businesses, which means small businesses account for 99.9% of all business in the country. And I don't know if people really realize that and how powerful it is. Small business really is the lifeblood of the American dream, making up 50% 50% of the economy. Now, here's the other thing about it that I think is really important, especially today. From 2000 to 2019, small businesses created 10.5 million new jobs, while large enterprises only created 5.6. That means that small businesses make up 65% of all new jobs created, and they employ 47% of all private sector employees as well. So they're very vital to the economy here in America. Now, here's what here's the question I have for you, though, Caleb. Most people, like you said earlier, most people have a desire to start a job, but it's hard to, to take that step to find time to be mm-hmm. able to do it. What are the five top industry areas of new businesses that were started last year? What do you think they are? Oh, what do you uh, think the top one would be? Something fitness related? Mm. It's in the top five. Okay. That's in the top well, five. Uh, so uh, health, fit- beauty, and fitness is uh, one area. Food? Food is number one. There we go. Food and restaurants <laughs> are number one. Well, those are my two favorite things, well, fitness and food. So. Well, there you go. You got, the t- <laughs> got in the top five. Number two is retail. Number three was business services. And number five was residential and commercial services. Okay. Yeah. So, so we, we've talked throughout the week. Real estate is something yes. a lot of people have been getting into. Um, since since the, the pandemic started, right. a lot of people have moved into industries where they don't have a traditional boss right. or they've become their own boss. Right. So let's talk about that then. What do you think is the top reason for starting your own business? What was the, there's two specific ones. What was number one? Do you uh, think? Well, you want to be your own boss. <laughs> That's it. You want to be your own boss and call the shots. Number two is what? If you're your own boss, you can't get fired. <laughs> Those things are really weird in the mirror. <laughs> really? <laughs> number two was being dissatisfied with the corporate world in yeah. general, just not being happy with where you're at. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I work with and coach people across the country, and most people are just not happy where they are in their life in general. And jobs usually play play a big role in that. Mm-hmm. Feeling like they're not living out their yeah. their desires, passions, and what they can tr- contribute to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the other thing that uh, I found out as well is there are top challenges and top um, you know, areas for success. The top challenges for entrepreneurs were having enough cash flow to be able to run the business. Mm-hmm. Number two was recruiting employees. And the third one was marketing. What do you think the top factors were success for? So as all these people who had success, which I believe they told me uh, or I read there was about 70% of uh, businesses either are making money in their first year, or at least breaking even, which I thought was interesting. 30% didn't. But what were the top factors for those that were successful, do you think? So having a support group. Support group. So something al- along those lines. Yep. Um, I mean, if you're just already, if you're already financially stable. Yep. That'd be helpful. Yep. So number one was self-discipline. 
All right. So having having you know being able to get up in the morning and actually do the job that you say you're going to do. Well, that's a big part of just getting started in, in life in general. <laughs> that's just being successful in, overall. Mm-hmm. Number two is having good communication skills because okay. obviously you need to communicate the problem that yeah. you're solving and then also market that to people. And number three was having good man- money management skills. Mm-hmm. What you talked about. Yeah. And the fourth one was support. Having a support group of people around you to walk you through that process. Mm-hmm. So um, those are top factors for success. I'm curious to hear what our guests are going to say because they've all obviously went through this I'm a, I'm a business owner along with them to hear what you know what you guys have felt and what I have seen in, in regards to having a business and making it successful in general here's the bottom line as we wrap this up entrepreneurship is a difficult path it's not for the faint of heart nor is it for everybody but um, if you have a desire to start your own business like millions of people already have there are so many aspects of it that are rewarding um, that's why I'm excited to hear from our guests today uh, successful entrepreneurs Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado um, they'll be giving us their insight wisdom and tips on how to start and grow a successful business and if this topic might be of interest to you or somebody that you do know we would highly recommend right now get them on the show have them listen in if they can't listen to it live listen to the, to, to the recording through the podcast or through our Facebook live because today is going to be extremely valuable. It literally could change your life or somebody in your life uh, that you know it could change their life as well. All right, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, uh, we'll be joined by successful entrepreneurs, Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado, and we'd love for you to join us by calling or texting the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. It's now open, 402-479-1400. You can also make a comment on our Facebook Live feed as well. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Time to stop worrying and start winning. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to One Shot, One Life. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. We want to thank our title sponsor, Lincoln Coin & Bullion. They are awesome. Uh, The crew there is critical uh, to my financial team, and we have a lot of fun working with them as well. I was texting back and forth with Pat, the owner, um, yesterday, and because of their growth they've had over the past year, they've had to add another employee, full-time employee. His name is Aaron. So now we've got to add Aaron to the list of their team. So you can go in and see Pat, Courtney, Katie, or Aaron, uh, and they'll be happy to serve you. Um, Whether you're just starting out uh, and looking at precious metals and how that can benefit you and your family, or whether you're experienced at having gold, silver, platinum uh, in your portfolio, um, they are there to help you along the way. Uh, here's the other thing about them. They like to deal by appointment only one-on-one. And the reason why is they really want to get to know you. They want to educate you. And that's what I absolutely love about the services that they provide. So if you're interested, all you have to do is check them out. Uh, you can go to their website at uh, LincolnCoinAndBullion.com. It's LincolnCoinAndBullion.com. And again, if you want to make an appointment, call them up, 402-327-2853. That's 402-327-2853. And obviously, if you go in, Tell them you heard about it on One Shot, One Life. We'd appreciate that. I think they've also contributed to the amount of people just Googling what the heck is bullion. Exactly. You should and now, now we know what it is. <laughs> it is. Well, here's the funny thing. We had George Darlington on, right? Former assistant coach in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. So before he left, actually on the air in our show, and it was really funny, he goes, hey, that Lincoln Coin and Bullion place, did they give out samples? 
now that he found out what they was too, gold, silver, and yeah. platinum. So I thought that was a great idea. We'll have to work on that with Pat, see if they'll do some samples. I'll take so. some gold samples. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if we could. <laughs> well, today on the show, uh, we're going to focus on entrepreneurship. Caleb and I were just talking during the break, you know, about the average age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about that just for, for a minute before we introduce our guest today. Um, but we talked about what do you think the average age is for, uh, you know, uh, people actually starting a business and why that is? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, I, I think I had... Usually, I think some people starting it want to get in pretty early, their 20s and 30s. They just have an entrepreneurial, they just want to go get it done. But as you told me, that's not the case. Right. Uh, for the average age that people get going with them, where it's between 40 and 60. 40 and 60 is the age. And the reason why, as you look at it, like you said, I think there's a desire there to start a business, um, but you may not have the expertise, you may not have the wisdom. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we were talking during the break, you were like, well, hey, they've been in maybe an industry long enough where they think, I can actually do this better, or I can serve or provide a service or a yeah. product better than what I've already known. That experience. And they step out at that, that experience is important. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, and the other thing, I saw a, a stat as well where they were talking about where people were most active and contributing and in, to not only society in general, but at their careers and having the most success in their careers. And it starts between the ages of 50 to 60. And then 60 to 70. So the older they get, you know, when you think about successful CEOs of companies, right? Mm -hmm. You think of successful owners of businesses or contributors. Mm -hmm. It's usually the older they get, the more influence they have and they become more successful. So what you're saying is when I turned 30 a year ago, it's not over for me. No, it's just beginning. It's just started. (laughs) All right. uh, Well, we're excited to have our guests in the studio today. Successful entrepreneurs, Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado. Both of them successful business owners. Billy has four thriving businesses here in Lincoln. Dan has three. He's also Dan's also working full-time as well. Uh, Together, they have the Minority Report podcast, which you should check out. They travel around the country. They interview successful entrepreneurs and get all kinds of great tips from them as well. So, Billy and Dan, we want to welcome you to One Shot, One Life. Thanks for having us. Thank you. This is amazing. It's an honor. Thank you. (laughs) This is so fun. And I've known you guys for a few years now, which is really fun. And and I've been able to watch you work and experience a lot of the services that you provide. So today's going to be a great show as we get started. Now, for our listeners who may not know you, though, why don't you start out by sharing your stories and then how it ultimately got you involved in becoming an entrepreneur? I'll let Billy go first. Okay. Uh, real like, quick. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So I always like to say I started from negative 100. Uh, I wasn't the one that started at zero or from nothing. Uh, and the reason why I say that is I'm originally from El Salvador. Yeah. And over there, we had no running electricity or water, no toilets. You know, it, it's crazy. We, we take those things for granted in this great nation. Yep. And, uh, but the, I will say though that now the country's striving. Like it, they're doing amazing now. Uh, they actually, El Salvador just became the first country to, uh, b- to legalize Bitcoin as a legal tender. Really? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So it's the first country. So that's how they're, they're working their way up there, right. basically. But when I, when I was there as a kid, yeah, no running water, electricity, and it tripped me out now that I went back and I saw a toilet where I grew up and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like, it's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, uh, I came to the U.S. when I was nine years old. And, and I, I like to t- tell that side because it's important for people to understand that if I could do it, anybody can. Like, right. I'm literally coming from negative 100. So uh, fast forward, I lived in California for a few years. And then my mom actually heard about Nebraska through an aunt that lived out here. And here in Nebraska is where uh, later in life, I, or after high school is when I got into music uh, during high school is when I got into music. Uh, but my business, it started after high school. Um, 
it during the high school years i wasn't like the best uh leader i would say you know with my peers and stuff uh it, it was just a lot of negativity going on and i found my passion for music at that time hmm. and music to this day is my therapy like literally the microphone is my therapy even nowadays like so, you know whenever people ask me are you still making music i'm like i'm I need therapy for the rest of my life, right. so yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to always do music. And I started my own record label after uh, there was a record label that I signed with for my first album in 2006, and they didn't come through with the promises they had made. And uh, basically, it made me jump into the the business side of it, and I started my first LLC, which was my record label. And that was my college to uh, teach me how to do taxes, accounting, mm -hmm. and all that. So it was a blessing in disguise at the end. Um, and yeah, after that, I was able to copy and paste all my LLCs after that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you started your business like we were talking about earlier. Basically, um, since that label didn't come through for you, yeah. you were kind of forced into saying, listen, I need not only do I want to do this, but I need to do it and I can do it better, obviously, exactly. <laughs> than what you were yeah. getting. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And you know, and it was promises like, hey, uh, we're going to give you a couple music videos for your first album. So being, I think, 17, 18 at that time, I was like, Ooh, oh, my God, this is it. And my thing, my passion has always been to basically change that gener to make some generational wealth, basically, mm -hmm. for my right, kids, right. Uh, change the past for my family. So. That's kind of like where the passion and my purpose comes from. I help my mom. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I just retired my wife, uh, uh, last summer. So now next is my mom. And that's kind of like the, it, it feels good kind of checking off the list right. of, <laughs> of the main reasons why I started this. How did that, how did that evolve then into, um, the other businesses that you have? So really after the, the music, uh, one of my so i call him uncle he's a family friend saw me since i was a baby back in el salvador but he's here in lincoln and uh he saw my passion for business so he came at me like hey uh i know how to do roofing he's like do you want to partner up and i'm like okay yeah so we started the construction business which at that time it was just roofing that's all we focused on now it evolved into literally everything mm -hmm. like we we I always tell people like I could build a house if you want. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, so that's how that construction started. And in between that, uh, I've always had. There was something about real estate that um, caught my eye. You know, being young, but to me at that time, it seemed like only rich people could do it. Right, mm -hmm. and and I will say that your goal should be to get rich first. And the way that you could do that is by starting a turbo income and what a turbo income is is basically a side hustle that's going to make in one day what you could do at a job in two weeks mm. and save up that money and once you become rich quote unquote um you have enough money to invest which uh there's real estate there's all kinds of avenues i mean you were just talking right. about the local like gold and stuff uh you could literally do whatever, but start having your money work for you at that point. Right. And that's what I did with uh, the real estate stuff that I do now. So, uh, Dan, uh, let's turn things over to you. Yeah. How did how did you get involved with this? Like, what, what was your life story and, and why entrepreneurship? So uh, I was actually, I was born in, in California, in L.A. And my parents moved to Brooklyn, New York, uh, when I was like six months old. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was raised in Brooklyn um, up until I was about uh, 15, 16, I don't remember. But uh, we lived in the projects. Um, grew up around 
uh, you know, in a lot of poverty, a lot of violence, and um, yeah, on the East New York side of Brooklyn and Cypress Hills projects. So uh, that was really my life. That's kind of pretty much all I knew. I had a great upbringing. Um, you know, my parents were really great, taught me, you know, how to be respectful and, uh, you know, how do you survive in that type of environment. And uh, we had family friends that had actually moved out to Nebraska and um, they just, you know, would come back and visit and tell my parents about the great you know, uh, quality of life out here, the cost of living so much cheaper and there's, you know, just so much. And so we, I wanted, it was in 2000 that we visited. It was August of 2000. And by October we had already, we were moved like mm. October 2nd of that year. So 2000. Yeah. So I was 15. Okay. So then, um, yeah, my parents just like, all right, we're packing up and we're moving. And I remember the first apartment we got was on like, well, we stayed at at least, uh, was on like 13th and D street here. And, we had uh, central air, which I was like, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just like, it's nuts. Like, cause you know, you know, his was a little more extreme because, you know, they didn't even have toilets. I mean, at least I had that luxury, but you know, for me, it was just such a big deal to have like carpet and, you mm. know, central air and all those little things. And obviously like anything else in life, you know, I, I got used to it. And so, uh, yeah, I finished up high school here in Lincoln, uh, graduated from Lincoln high in 03. And, um, I really just kind of just stepped right into, um, actually I want to say my first job was where uh, Billy ended up supervising at one point, hmm. but he wasn't, I mean, we weren't there at the same time, but, uh, yeah, I kind of just got right into like the I workforce. Was his boss. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I got right into the workforce like right away. And, um, I originally went to school to be a firefighter. Hmm. Um, my dream was, especially after nine 11 being from New York, uh, I went, I, I got my degree in fire protection. Uh, unfortunately, uh, around the same time of me graduating, I actually got divorced too. And, and I have uh, a daughter. And so, you know, I knew with the type of uh, schedule that a firefighter has, you know, you, you're, you're one, you know, you're on one day off, mm -hmm. on off. Um, I knew that that wouldn't play well for my uh, chances of getting joint custody of my daughter. And so I, you know, you know, even though I had just graduated, I was like, well, that's not going to happen. So um, maybe, you know, in another life or something. But uh, so I, I pivoted and I switched over to, to business. Um, at that point, I was just like, well, I just want to focus on something in, in management. I love like relationships with people. I love developing um, uh, skills and um, communication. Is like I love communication. And so it took me a long time, but I eventually graduated from UNK uh, with my degree in uh, business. And uh, that in between all that, I kind of fell into IT. And it's been just something that I've kind of grown into. Uh, now I, I run IT for a plastics company mm -hmm. here in Lincoln. And so that's my, my full-time job. Um, but the entrepreneurship thing kind of just fell, uh, in there too. Uh, at my last job, actually, before the one I have now, I had had an opportunity to, um, we had like corporate apartments, uh, cause we had a lot of people that from out of the country that would visit. And so I, I would be there often because I ran the IT stuff. So I'd just be fixing whatever electronic type thing is broken. And I noticed that the cleaning crew like wasn't doing a great job. <laughs> and so, and I remember I went to the lady that was in charge of that at my job and I was like, Hey, it just kind of clicked for me. I was like, Oh, I could do that, you know, a lot better for just some extra bucks, like just like a little side hustle. And so I asked, would you guys be willing to let me do that? And they're like, yeah, you know, as long as you get an LLC and mm -hmm. insurance and we make it all, you know, legit. I'm like, sure, let's do that. And so I spent me being me, you know, I spent like a couple grand getting my LLC set up and then I designed a logo and I'm like, well, I'm going to build a website too. And I did all this stuff. And then like within a month I was done and I was like, Hey, I'm ready for that. And then, and then they were like, Oh, sorry. Forgot to tell you. We decided it's a, it's a, a conflict of interest. Oh. So I was like, Oh, gut punch, you know? And so I was like, well, I've got this LLC. I might as well do something with it. 
And um, in that time, I remember when I was doing my research, uh, I came across Rich Dad, Poor Dad mm, uh, by, by Robert Kiyosaki. And that yeah. book, like, I can't say this about many books, but it was life changing. Yeah. And it just showed me how I was doing everything wrong, how, you know, my plans for the future were completely just not really what I wanted. And so um, that got me that experience with that job telling me, oh, wait, we're just going to pull this out from under you was kind of just like a point where it hit me like, wow, like I'm not really in control right. as long as I'm working for someone else. So I actually kind of put the, the cleaning business thing to side and started the research and real estate investment. And um, in, in when I started that too, I kind of got into uh, video, uh, like media type stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was actually my way into kind of like the little circle of, of people, of, of uh, investors here in Lincoln was by helping them um, put out like a uh, marketing content. Right. And so I kind of snuck my way into that little group that way. Cause I was able to offer them free work basically in exchange for mentorship. And, and now, I mean, I've, I've formed great relationships and, and that's kind of just how everything just evolved. It's all just centered around real estate really. And you work full time and I work full time. So People can do this. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's possible. Yeah. How did you two meet then? I was trying to hire him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for a uh, so since I own the construction company, it, he gave me a call for a house that we're actually working on, and uh, basically we met up. We didn't even talk about the actual house at that time well, was, because we late. clicked up. <laughs> we we clicked up, and we just started talking about just mindset and just business entrepreneurship overall. And uh, I remember we had to meet up a second time to actually go over the work, right? <laughs> um, but. At that time, I kind of threw it out there to him. I was like, hey, uh, you know, I, I've been wanting to start a podcast, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we kind of just went back and forth with the idea. And all of a sudden, like a week later, he had a logo. And I'm like, and, I, and I'm not used to that. Uh, sad thing is that a lot of the business partnerships that I've tried to uh, have in the past, uh, it, it felt like I had to do 120% of everything. Right. And Dan brought something to the table and, and, and it's like, I always say that, uh, if you want to eat off my table, you got to bring something. Right. And he did like, he, he's like, Hey, what do you think of this logo? I'm like, Oh yeah. And then I was like, Hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And then here we are. <laughs> yeah. I, I never had any plans to do anything like a podcast, but like we noticed that our conversations were just, I don't know. They were just really interesting. Yeah. And still like now nah, we have great rapport. We, we get along mm -hmm. fantastic. And so we, uh, we were like, well, why not record this stuff? And yeah. So then it kind of just evolved and um, and it was natural. Yeah, it was very natural. Well, you guys uh you guys work together really well. I've seen a lot of the work that you've done. Uh Billy, you have a brand new book out called The Power of Being Uncomfortable. Yes. We're going to dig into that and how that relates to specific steps, tips for success uh, as people think about developing their own business yep. and creating uh you know a stream of income that really can help them and their families. And families are important to you too. In the last segment, we're going to dig into that as well. Awesome. Well, it's time to take another break. Uh it's been great hearing these powerful stories from Entrepreneur's Ability Kid. And Dan Delgado, when we return, they're going to share with us their personal insights and success tips on how to create and grow a thriving business. You're not going to want to miss it. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. You only have 
one shot in this amazing one life, helping you make every single day count. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, welcome back. It's 31 past the hour. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, and thank you so much for joining us on One Shot, One Life. We want to, we were just speaking about sponsors and talking about all the great businesses that support us and what we do. We've got an amazing group of partners. Uh, they're incredible, both locally and regionally. We want to thank Lincoln Coin and Bullion, uh, my trusted bullion experts for over a decade. John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. They proudly served Lincoln and the surrounding areas for over 25 years. And Casey Smile, Dr. Headley and the staff have completely transformed my smile, and they can do the same for you as well. Uh, if you'd like to partner with us in the show as well and you believe in what we're doing at One Shot, One Life, we'd love for you to join the team. All you have to do is contact me directly at Doug at KLIN.com. Doug at KLIN.com. Well, our guests today are entrepreneurs Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado, and in the last segment, they both shared their powerful stories uh, about how they got involved with entrepreneurship and how their life led them to that. If you missed that, all you have to do is go to KLN.com and listen to our podcast, or you can join us on your favorite podcast platform. Just search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word. Um, plus, if you like what you hear, we'd appreciate it again if you'd follow us as well. All right, Billy and Dan, let's jump back into entrepreneurship. Uh, Billy, you have a brand new book out called The Power of Being Uncomfortable. Comfortable. I have it right here. So if you're on Facebook Live, you can see it. Um, what caused you to want to write the book? So it's it's the same passion that I have with my music. So my music's motivational, and the the book was basic. I felt like it was I needed to tell my story and also some uh, I don't want to call them secrets, but habits of uh, successful entrepreneurs that and my habits and how I've used them. And so I put it together. I, I'm a big uh, Bookhead, I listen to books, I read a lot, and um, a lot of the books are great, right? Like mindset and all that, but I never read one that, um, and and I shouldn't say that it didn't make me jump, but this one was more like, hey, you know what? Take action. Like right. that, that was my main focus. Uh, I want people to take action. Like you, maybe you've been studying something or you've been doing whatever it is, you've been wanting to take that, take action, take that vacation, for example, just do it. And, and so that's kind of what inspired me to write that book. Well, as we look at uh, people deciding to want to start a business, and, and I've talked to several people uh, who have been in that situation where like, oh, I've got this idea or I've got this thought and I want to start this. Um, a lot of times, and you start out your book with this, there's criticism that comes along the way, oh. right? Not only, not only from other people, right? Some people just think you're crazy. And you may not have the support team around mm -hmm. you that can really support you to do that. But criticism from yourself as well. You mm -hmm. start out the book with that. Talk about criticism and how you deal with it. Me or? Because I think that's I think that's I think that's <laughs> yeah, where anybody starts. Yeah, I'll throw my two cents in it. You could yeah. throw some in there too. Uh, so, yes, uh, the thing is that if it's random haters, I give them no energy. Like if it's uh, on YouTube or whatever. I mean, we, we read a review. Review. Like it, to me, like I literally don't care for any of that. But it hurts the most when it's people that you care for. Uh, you know, and and I think a lot of it is that it, the sad thing is like it's like let's say if I go buy a new car. Now they're, you know, they're fighting to get that new car. And it's like, just focus on your own thing because that's what I did. Uh, I focus on self-reflection, right? Like I see myself in the mirror and that's who I want to be better than. Um, but I've noticed that the people that are hurting inside are the ones that criticize you the most. So mm -hmm. that hurt is what's spilling over. Uh, so at that point, it's easier to laugh at what you're doing. Since also the key with my book is that they're comfortable, so when they see you doing things that are uncomfortable, like starting a business or music or, you know, whatever, it's it's not normal to them. They're comfortable in their life. So 
uh, that's where the criticism comes from. Um, and the funny thing is like that saying that they used to laugh at me and, you know, now it's like some, they're asking if I'm hiring, right? Or not just that, but also they're copying, you know, businesses or stuff, which is great, right? Like at the end of the day, it's like, there's money for everybody um so anyways uh yeah that that's kind of and so that hurt it's it, that hurt comes across more like jealousy and envy mm. and a lot of times the best thing to do is love them from a distance is right. what i've learned uh just love them but from a distance step, step away so right and I, I don't think i've experienced uh blatant criticism mm-hmm. um yeah, a lot of of what i've experienced has just been people that just um aren't necessarily criticizing but they're also not being supportive or, you know, a lot of people come from a, you know, really a loving place. And just like he said, you know, they're comfortable with what they know. And so they see I'm doing something different. They're like, well, there's so much risk involved. And I'm like, well, I feel like you're at more risk having just a full-time job because mm. they can let you go tomorrow. At least I have a few other sources of income and I can, you know, if one is lost, I can just turn up the others a little bit, you know? And so, um, so really, I, I think when it comes to that, I just, I've learned to, uh, like what Billy says, you know, lo- love them from a distance, but also rather than surrounding myself with that type of person, um, just change my, my group of friends. And that's what I was wondering about. Do yeah. you, have you added more friendships and oh, are yeah. you into more intentional about who you oh, are? I'm around? very, and it's not to say that it's selfish in the sense of what can I get out of this person? But like, I'm just big into energy. Like, you know, if, if, are you, are you positive? Are you uplifting? Right. I don't have my, my friends don't have to be rich real estate investors or anything. Like, I don't care if, if you're happy doing what you're doing. But as long as you're the type of person that wants to better yourself and improve and just are um, motivating others, mm-hmm. that's all That's all I want out of people. I mean, if someone's negative and they're constantly just complaining mm-hmm. and, you know, it's one thing to complain, but I'm okay, complain for a little bit, get out of the way. What are you going to do about it now? Move you forward. Know? So. Show love. And, and that's what I love about our podcast is that we're intentionally now get, getting around great people. Right. Uh, and, right. And, uh, basically like i said moving on from that past loving from a distance and yeah like you said i mean i have friends that don't even have a car for example and i still love them the same and our conversations are great so yeah it's definitely not about the money but when people make it that way and they're hurting inside like i said that hurt is what spills over and and it causes the stuff that it causes so so for our listener who has a dream out there and they're like hey i really want to start something they may not know necessarily exactly what they want to do yet what would you recommend to them and to to find that that uh, a perfect uh, business opportunity for them uh for me personally i'm big on doing free work at first when you don't know what you're doing what you want to do when i started my media business i gave away a ton of free work a lot of it was like i was like okay i want to tap into the to the wedding industry so i have friends that are getting married i'm going to do free love stories for them and like i look back now and i kind of cringe because i'm like oh my god they were so bad <laughs> but but hey it was free you know and it did the job and then now i'm just and now it's actually helped me build a little bit of, por- of a portfolio right. and so i can do that type of thing so i think if you're if you're just getting started humble yourself realize that you don't know um much of you know what what you're trying to do and just see if there's anyone out there that's willing to hold a hand out to you and, and let you uh shadow them or just interview <laughs> them um I don't know if you have anything else. That- Mine is more uh, working on yourself. Like that's the best job you could have is work on yourself. Uh, I've noticed the more I've worked on myself, the more opportunities come to me. Uh, it, you know, it's that law of attraction, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but the better I get at my own thing, like like I said, I look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to better myself. I have my morning routine that I do. And 
it literally just brings opportunities and that's how it feels like you know the the house that i bought it just kind of happens you know it's a brand new built home with coming where i'm coming from it's like a huge blessing for me and and my family and it just kind of comes to you the the businesses that i've started things just start working out but it all starts with you and, and if you don't work on yourself then you know that tire that might be flat is going to ruin your day and then from that tire it'll go to a, a bill that you weren't expecting or right. you know all these negative things and then your life will just be that so work on yourself since i started working on myself like i said my life has been a blessing and i've became a better father a better husband a better friend etc so what do you mean by working on yourself and what does that look like for you uh learning uh self-care uh you know affirmations uh learning the the biggest thing is learning uh, i mean it's it's so easy nowadays. I mean, if you don't have money to buy a $20 book, go to the library. It's free, you know, or YouTube. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. There's no excuse. So learning definitely. And then affirmations, self-love. I, I dedicate like two, three hours to myself every morning. And I've been doing that for a decade now. Yeah. And, and that changed my life, uh, which it also kind of leads to, uh, I, I also had an accident at, um, uh, let's see, this was in 2012 and, uh, rest in peace, Pancho and DZ. Uh, we were out there in, uh, Texas and, uh, we, we were doing a tour and Dizzy was my producer. Pancho was, uh, one of my close friends. And uh, at that time, uh, we left this concert that, uh, we, we were at and, um, it was like 7 a.m. and the driver fell asleep and we, we rolled about eight times in the car and, um, you know, I, I made it out alive, but rest in peace to them too. And that, that accident, uh, was the first time that I ever thought about quitting. Mm. Uh, I thought about quitting my music. Um, just overall, I, it definitely led to depression. Uh, but at that time is where I kind of buckled up and said, okay, you know what? They were there supporting me. So me quitting is like a slap on the face to them. Right. So I took that as a sign like you know what no i got now i have even more reasons to do it for so literally after i found out where depression comes from which it comes from in your mind it all starts it's all mindset like i said it, it all this is all mindset like all this is supposed to happen right now right um the i found out that depression comes from that negative thinking then that's when i started learning about mindset stuff with books and and uh you know i i i go as far as saying that all these years that i've been studying since uh, i probably have some psychology degree at this point right and maybe not on paper but just with all the stuff that i've taught myself right you've both talked about it or touched on it there's a lot of power in positivity yes and how much that carries forward uh from from day to day just being positive it's like good things tend to happen more the more positive you exactly. are exactly yes and so yeah to answer long story short you work on yourself and opportunities will come i promise you that you're listening to one shot one life on 1499.3 klm we've got just a few minutes in this uh, segment here i want to talk about one thing that i've found that most people have as they try to step out to do something that they're not sure about or they're or, or is new to them which is fear we all deal with fear at some point or some level, especially, uh, you know, as we're trying something new. Here's the thing about fear. It can either paralyze us or it can propel us to do something. How do you guys deal with fear, Dan? So for me, um, I know, you know, fear. I mean, I, there's been times in my life where I've actually literally like feared for my life mm -hmm. for like myself, you know. So, um, you know, when I when I take that type of experience and I kind of 
move it over into the business side i just i just kind of i mean i don't know it's kind of hard to describe but fear is natural obviously it's it's built into us uh but your your reaction to it is is what mm-hmm. you have to um kind of work on um positivity is a, is a muscle you know you have to constantly talk yourself out of those negative thoughts and so when when i have uh fear about getting involved in anything like for example the last the last i just bought my first house sight unseen you know i've never done that before and i was terrified of it but i also have you know systems in place and and people that are helping me throughout the process where i you know it's i still feel safer and at the end of the day i kind of just rely on my experience and my knowledge at this point to, to do that and now that i did i'm like okay that's cool maybe i'm gonna go buy a house in new york or something you know? <laughs> with me uh I think the number one thing is accept that death is inedible. We're only here for a certain amount of time. And once you accept that everybody's going to die, mm-hmm. fear kind of goes away, uh, you know, and, and always ask yourself that it's like that next thing that you're going to do. I mean, the worst thing, are you going to die? <laughs> like, and, and, uh, fear, uh, fear comes from the unknown. Uh, that is why I wrote that book, for example, uh, because I realized that once I recorded that first song, I was super scared, right? Fear was there for sure. Or I got on stage for the first time or actually I start the book by saying, Hey, I'm just getting uncomfortable. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, but here I am writing this book. And, but now that I did it, the second book's going to be better. The right. third book's going to, and by the fourth, I, I hope I'm a best selling author or whatever, right? Like now that's how it was with the first song I did. I was scared. The second got better. And now all these songs that I got out, it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not scared anymore of that. Once you do it, you're like, oh, that wasn't exactly. <laughs> and, and now, you know, and, and the thing is, it's always a blessing or a lesson. So, right. I mean, whatever it is that you experience, there's th- there's times that I've lost money, for example, by doing something. Well, I learned a lot, and that was literally my college. And the next time I did it, I did it way better, and yes. I actually ended up making my money back and more. So you, you, you take those moments of failure, and you learn from them, and that can you know help propel you in the future exactly. uh, as you move forward. So exactly, love yeah. it. Great conversation. Uh, we're going to take our final break here, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Billy Kid and Dan Delgado. Uh, in our final segment, we're going to also ask them about the multiplier question, and you're not going to want to miss their answers. You're listening to One Shot, One Life on 1400. 1400- 99.3 KLIN. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life on 1499.3 KLIN. Well, thanks so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We love having you with us. It is uh, 48 past the hour. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And we have some of the best listeners around at One Shot, One Life. Uh, We deeply appreciate your encouragement and support. Over the last couple of weeks, we've heard from several people through email cards, calls, texts, private messages. We want to thank them. Uh, Marianne, Jeff, Rod, Gary, Jennifer, Brent, uh, Anthony, Rebecca, Tony, and Dean. Thank you so much for reaching out. That means so much to us. If you've got a message for us or you know somebody who would make a great guest on on the show, uh, please contact me. All you have to do is email me at Doug at KLIN.com, Doug at KLIN.com. Well, today's guests have been extremely inspiring. It's been super fun, especially if you're on Facebook, you're watching us live now as well. Uh, entrepreneurs Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado, uh, they've been sharing their top tips about what it takes to be a successful and thriving business owner as an entrepreneur. Guys, I want to get, uh, I, I want to ask you this question before we close things out. We've got uh, a few minutes in this last segment. Um, what are some of the most rewarding things about running your own business? 
Um, I mean, definitely the freedom that you get to make all the decisions. So, like, you know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword because you have your freedom to make the decisions, but if they don't work and just crash mm-hmm. and burn, now it's mm-hmm. on you. So you have to be really accountable to that, too. But at the end of the day, I really, for me, it's um, conquering those fears. And, like, when I take on a new challenge and I did it, I'm like, wow, like, it, you know, success is a team sport. So I can't say I did it myself, but I'm like, wow, like, I overcame that fear or that you know, limiting belief. Right. And now look like it worked out and it's almost like addictive. You just kind of want to keep getting that little rush. So that's probably for me is is one of the most rewarding things. For me, definitely. I love that you said freedom because freedom is the key. And, and like I said, I, that's why I love this nation. We're in this great nation where we, like I said, we take things for granted, even freedom, like just, you know, there's countries that you can only buy not even one house or one house, you know, overall. And here it's like unlimited. So, uh, definitely freedom to do whatever, uh, Put the family for God first, then the family, and you know it, the freedom to show up to all the event, the family events, all the sports stuff that we got going on with my girls, and uh, definitely freedom, and then just to live your passion overall. Like I, I love my life. I wake up every day, and that's the first thing I do is thank God for another day, and just knowing that I'm living my the life of my dreams, and I'm creating however I want to live. Yeah, I love that you mentioned family. I remember. Because uh, I've been, in, uh, you know, my own boss for what over fifteen years now, and I remember one of the focuses and priorities that my wife and I had is we wanted to be able to spend the time with our kids um, that we wanted to. We wanted to be able to attend all their events or activities that they were a part of. And I remember one day a dad saying, "Man, you're you're lucky that you're able to do all this stuff." And the reality was, I wasn't lucky. I had prepared for that long in advance. When my kids were young, I'm like, I'm going to plan my life out so that I can spend time with them and do these things and it took a lot of hard work to get to that point so setting those priorities and understanding why and then working toward them so you can achieve it is important now uh billy you mentioned family which i think is extremely important let's talk about that for a second um you're both married you've got kiddos you got young kids um and they're growing up as well how do you balance family life and entrepreneurship life how do you Um, do that it's pretty difficult. I think, uh, especially at the stage that I'm at, you know, Billy and his wife are, are further along in their journey. But for me, you know, my wife is great and she's supportive and she's, <laughs> she's at home with a, with a, you know, 18 month old right now. Right. And so it's, and you know, pregnant, seven months pregnant right now. So <laughs> it's, you know, it's hard for her for, and it's hard on me to be gone all the time and, and doing what I'm doing. But I think the biggest thing for that is having the communication to set goals. Like this is actually the first year that we've set goals together as a family. Um, and I know Billy and his family have done that for a while, but that's, it's actually the idea I got from him on how they do it. Uh, but she and I have just had a lot of, you know, conversations on what is this going to look like going forward and, you know, what role, what role are each of us playing? Um, because for me, I'm, I'm putting in the work on the front end right now so that I don't have to miss any sort of basketball games or, or, and and I'm, I'm I'm lucky enough to have a a great job with my W2 where I'm flexible. They're flexible enough for that kind of stuff, but I know that's not always the situation for a lot of people. So I think communication and setting expectations is is key. That's good. And for me, when I had my job and my full-time job, I was always doing the extra stuff that became my full-time stuff now. And at that time, it was sacrifice. Like we knew we had to sacrifice some things for us to get to where we're at now and, and thank God that it worked. Uh, but at that time, uh, you know, I, I'm starting to do some coaching. And one of the questions that I want to ask if, if, you know, if, if it's a married couple 
is kind of like what I did with my wife. It's like, okay, here's my plan. What's your plan? Bring it to the table. And we looked at both plans and we decided that mine was uh, better in a way, right? We, I had, I had it more planned out. So we both went with that plan and, and it's not selfish as or nothing because I would have gone with whatever, you know, if we decided the other plan that she had was better, then we would have gone with that one. Mm -hmm. So that got us on the same page. And, uh, now, to where we're at now, it's like we're building a family business. So that means that she's definitely taking a, a, a big role uh, on, on what we're doing uh, with all the companies that I run and the kids as well. With the kids, it's like, don't be scared to talk about money in, at the dinner table. You mm, know, it, right, it's one of those right. things where people think like, oh, no, let's not tell the kids about this. Or it's like, talk about money. Like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, also... If you want to raise some kids with more knowledge than just the average, you know, hey, get a nine to five job, then I what I do is I have my kids, I give the option to my kids, like instead of paying them for, for, for example, for doing something, which we don't even do uh, at the house, I don't pay them for stuff because I'm like, hey, you got to be thankful for where we're at, where we live and what we're doing. So it's an expectation that we're a team. So you are going to help us clean the toilets or you are going right. to help us do this or that. The way that they earn their money is every self-help book that they read, that they finish, I pay them like 10 bucks wow. each book. Yeah. And uh, I'm racing more of somebody that's uh, open-minded instead of if I'm like, hey, take the trash, I'll give you $10. Well, that's racing somebody that's going to think like a w, somebody that with a W-2, yeah, like an employee. So. Right. One of the best pieces of advice I got early on in our marriage was exactly what you're talking about is uh, having a date day scheduled every week mm -hmm. and that that brings the format then or the place for us to be able to my wife and i tammy to be able to to communicate and share these thoughts and ideas and goals and dreams and what you want to achieve in your life so uh that's great i love yeah, i love that you, advice uh, you both got to be on board yeah that's the biggest thing yeah. like if, if you're married or in a relationship at all and, you're, and you have these goals like make sure you're both on board and communication is key for sure i love that you brought that up because yeah. You got to communicate how you feel and what you're thinking and the other way around, too. Well, we got just a couple minutes. We'll see if we can get through this. All right. We've got the multiplier question okay. we like to ask our experts, and it's this. What is one thing you wish you would have known earlier in life that would have made a greater impact on you and those around you? Dan? So with my upbringing and the environment that I grew up in, I think uh, one thing that I wish I would have known earlier was that I'm worthy of success. Hmm. Um, there's a lot of limiting beliefs coming from the environment that I came from that you're not going to amount to anything and this is life. And so I wish I would have known earlier that, that I was worthy of success. Wow. That's good. With me, it's more that, uh, to tell myself at that time that everything's going to be okay. I was a happy person for sure, but at times I felt lost. Right. And, and I would tell myself, dude, everything's going to be fine. Just relax, enjoy the ride. And, and that's one thing that I'm doing now. It's like, I have bigger goals now, you know, wherever I'm at in life. The thing is you got to keep, keep following those goals and passion. And that's how you live. Otherwise you start dying. If you're not doing, if you're not pursuing to become better and those goals and passion. Yeah. Well, you guys have, Dan, uh, Billy, you've got uh, your book, um, you've got music, Dan, um, you guys have the podcast as well. How can people get in touch with you guys? BillyTheKid.com, D-H-A-K-I-D-D, 
for me, I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram, Dan does REI, and then our podcast is the Dot Minority Report podcast on and Instagram. Check out my music too, Spotify, yeah. Pandora, D H A K I D D Instagram. Yeah, he's got great music. We were going to play a song, but we didn't have time yep, for yep. it today. Maybe one day down the road, we'll yeah, have you sure. back. Can we get a horn? Sounds good. Well, thanks guys so much for being part of the show. It's been great. If you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or previous shows, you can find them at KLAN.com and all podcast platforms. Simply search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word uh, on your favorite podcast service. You can also catch the video playback on Facebook at 1400KLIN. I want to thank today's guests, Billy DeKid and Dan Delgado, and special thanks to our producers, Caleb Henry and Johnny Cadillac. And until next time, take full advantage of your amazing one life and make every single day count. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the One Shot One Life Show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now. OneShotOneLife.com and listen every Saturday morning at 11 right here on 1499.3 KLIN. One life.